It is beautiful. Thank you, Pastor Barry. I want to let you know something. When a deliverer comes and brings deliverance, guess what the result is? Freedom and deliverance. And also, you then ask, if it's a territorial, you're set free into a new place. So tomorrow, expect things to be different because the deliverer has come for you tonight. Amen? Amen? He wants to activate your faith to believe that he is who he says he is, this conviction. We're believers. (laughs) I believe you are who you say you are and that you'll do what you say you can do. But how do I position myself to believe that? By looking at him. Time spent in his presence. Time spent adoring him and loving on him like we did tonight. And then the Bible tells us that we're transformed from glory to glory into the same image, into the same likeness by the Spirit. Isn't that amazing? And then this is where it gets exciting because then you become a deliverer. Isn't that awesome? That's the point. You become the one on mission and assignment because Christianity isn't about you. It's about the ones who need Jesus. And there's a place of maturity that we come to where we move from, and this is biblical, from Feed me, feed me. What can you do for me? How can you help me? Jesus, Jesus, drawing, drawing. And and we don't graduate from that. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But there is a place of maturity that moves from, God, what can you do for me? How can this Christian life make my life better? Moves from what can you do for me to, what can I do for you, Lord? How can I serve you? How can I love you? What would please your heart today? Forget my agenda. What's on your agenda? Remember being ones who are led by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit. It's a sign of maturity. It's a sign that you're being transformed into that same likeness from glory to glory. There is no one like you in the heavens or on the earth. Don't make me sing it alone. There is no one like you in the heavens or on the earth. There is no one like you in the heavens on the earth. We just keep looking at him. He's beautiful. Once you've tasted who he is, nothing else will satisfy like him, like him. Nothing satisfies like Jesus. Everyone wants a king like Jesus. And we have tasted this life and it has to transform us. It has to change us. We can't live for us anymore. You're too precious to live for you. (laughs) You're too incredible just to live for you. 
the gift of God inside you, the life of Jesus that you possess, the joy, the freedom, it's not just for you. It's for the people that you encounter. It's for the world that needs Jesus. That excites me. Um, We're going to read the Bible tonight. Amen? Glory, glory. That wasn't exciting enough. We're going to read the Bible tonight. Amen? Awesome, awesome. uh, Open with me, if you will, John 4, John chapter 4, verse 31. Now, on, on Sunday, some of you may or may not have been here or may or may not have been aware <laughs> um, that I released a word actually about a spirit of evangelism coming to our house and that the Lord was coupling the prophetic and glory with it. And before you, I'm going to be real, before you go like, ah, I'm being honest. Before you cringe at me, can I invite you to have an open heart and come with me? If you will come with me, say out loud, Sarah, I will go with you. Awesome, because this is going to be awesome. Because it's a great word, shoes of the gospel of peace. Because otherwise, what's the point? All the evangelists said amen. But honestly, what are we here for? The point of our life is to know Him, is to love Him, and then make Him known. Okay, so let's read John 4, 31 to 38. By the end of the night, you'll believe me. Okay, remember you said you'd come with me. Being cheeky. Okay, meanwhile, yes. The disciples were urging him. So this is after Jesus has ministered. This is amazing. You are so familiar with the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well and the story, right, of how, come meet the man who told me everything I ever did. And then she's the first evangelist and goes to the village and right bang smack in the middle of it. Before the people come out of the village is this beautiful passage. And Jesus just releases and imparts so much wisdom. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to, the, to, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say there are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. (laughs) 
I'm not going to take long tonight, but we're going to look at this and unpack this a little bit. Giving our lives to Jesus looks like doing His will. My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and accomplish His work. The purpose, the reason I'm alive, what sustains my spirit is to do His will and to do His work, the work and the will of the one who sent me. He said that that was His food. So much so that the disciples were like, did somebody else bring him food? Like, where's his food come from? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. He's operating out of a a realm where he is being sustained, not by what human hands can feed him, but being in the perfect will of God, knowing the assignment and the work he was called to accomplish. That's what sustains him in this moment. That's what feeds him. And... And what is this work that he has called us to? Well, it is outlined in the very next verse, isn't it? It is outlined right here to lift up our eyes and to see that the field is ripe for the harvest. I met with, (laughs) this will excite some of you. I met with an apostle to the Pacific Islands a week ago, and she said to me repeatedly, Sarah, the nations are ripe for harvest. Sarah, the Pacific Islands, they are ripe for the harvest. I would like to suggest to you also that not only those nations, but this city and this nation is ripe for the harvest. And we have a command to lift up our eyes. Lifting up your eyes means that you're not looking at you. Not living for yourself, laying down your own desire, your own will, your great plans. My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and accomplish his work. (laughs) Maybe I'm not making sense yet, but it's a good word. Okay. And I want to encourage you as we look up, I feel like there is a command for this hour to this house. As His Spirit is increasing and He is moving among us, we must lift our eyes for the harvest. And it doesn't have to look a certain way. You don't have to go pound the pavement. If that's your desire, do it with all your heart. I'm not asking that of you, but I am asking you to be yourself and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Because guess who's going to reach your neighbor? You are. You're going to reach your neighbor. Guess who's going to reach your family? You are. That's right, Didi, you win. (laughs) Psalm 24, lift up your head. You ancient gates, be lifted up, gateways of glory, for the King of glory is about to come through you. So can I encourage you, 
as you are consumed by His presence, as we are encountering the glory of the Lord in this house in incredible, increasing ways, it's amazing. Amen? Amen? Okay. Some of you are spoiled. (laughs) We are encountering the glory of the Lord in ways we've believed for and dreamed about and longed for. And it's not okay anymore for you to come in here and experience this great glory of the Lord and just keep it to yourself. But as you let Him love you and you're transformed by His love, you can't help but just love the people around you. Be yourself and let His love leak out of you. And that's right, Rob, you change the world. You change the world around you. Feasting, knowing that you're doing the will of your Father. Because it's all about people coming to know Him. This revival, the lost coming in, who do you think is going to bring them? You are. The Lord will send them too. Amen. And I'm all about that. But everyone is needed for the work of the harvest. Every joint supplies, even the little ones. No matter what age you are, children love Jesus. So, oh my gosh, it's so easy to lead little ones to the Lord because they just believe. And it's easy for little ones to lead little ones because they just tell them about their friend Jesus, who now he lives in my heart and he wants to live in yours. Okay. Harry said, my four-year-old this week, we're having dinner. And he said, Jesus just came out of my heart to share my dinner. And now he is going to go back in. (laughs) Isn't that great? (laughs) Loved it. (laughs) Go on, you Harry. I want to encourage you that this is the will of God for us. But it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. So as you're led, as much as I've encouraged you to get out and do it, be led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. And the the movement of the Spirit through you can accomplish so much more than you can do in your own strength. That's why the best thing to do is just to give up and then tell someone about Jesus. As in give up trying so hard. And give up like trying to tell people about Jesus. Just be yourself and allow the Spirit to come through you. Surrender. Ah, By now you know we always end up there. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Dying daily, put on the altar. Giving your life afresh to Jesus Christ. And remember that I mentioned it before. When we recognize it's not by might or power, but by His Spirit, then it takes all the pressure off you, but then we also live according to the Spirit. I'll quote it again. Those who have crucified the sinful nation with its nature, with its passions and desires... 
That's us as we lay our lives down daily. You have, it says, crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And so there is an invitation through the place of surrender for the will of God to be accomplished through you. Like Jesus said, for you to eat. My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to accomplish his work. And that sustains you. Brings you life, brings you joy. And so all of a sudden, Sharing the, word, sharing the gospel, sharing the word, laying hands on the sick isn't like this chip or weight on your shoulder. You've just surrendered to the Spirit of God in you. Let me love you. How can I love you? Let me tell you about Jesus. Believe it or not, people ask me a lot or comment on my happiness. It's a great opportunity to tell them why I be so happy. Generosity is also another wonderful opportunity to tell people about the love of God. But be yourself recognizing that this is actually a gift. This is a gift that the Lord is, I feel, and I, of course, um, prophetically speaking, and everything I release is in submission to the leadership of the house. But I do feel that this is something that Lord's giving us. And what is, like I said before, has felt like it's been perhaps tarnished for you or difficult at times. I feel like the Lord is saying, as you live by the Spirit, I'll enable you. As you live by the Spirit, you don't have to try and do it like somebody else. As you live by the Spirit, your eyes are enlightened to see that the field is ripe and white, which means it's ready for the harvest, and you just pick it. Take your pick. Because I don't feel like this presence, this outpouring that we're experiencing is meant to insulate us. I think it's meant to send us out. Woo! A little while ago, I was praying, Lord, send them in, send them in. And he said to me, no, pray, send us out. Lord, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers. On, on our meetings, as we've been praying for revival to hit this city, Guess who it's being accomplished through? You, sons and daughters, absolutely possessed by God, who have surrendered, laid down their life before Him, and have said, here I am, send me. It's a very exciting day. People are desperate. <laughs> The harvest is desperate. And Christ in you, the hope of glory, wants out. This isn't a pressure or I've got to, 
But this is an overflow of encountering the one who is love, of encountering this life that we've tasted of. It's like, oh, this tastes, you know, you eat something that's really yummy. Oh, this tastes good. Have some. Do we not? Like, you've got to try this. Some husbands don't enjoy that so much. <laughs> I'm, my food. But I'm like, oh, this is incredible. You've got it. <laughs> you've got to try this. So it comes out of an overflow of knowing God, of loving Him, of surrendering everything, of taking time, making time for Him. You just, you just have to. I can't do it for you. But if you don't have time set aside to be in the Word, to wait on the Lord in prayer, to spend time in His presence then please, before you go to bed tonight, schedule it into your daily life and do whatever it takes to have it. Because this life of Christ has to, it sustains us, it transforms us, it changes us. We hear His voice. We know when to move. We learn how to live by the Spirit because we're practicing the presence and becoming one with Him. He's died so we could be one with Him. And so don't forfeit that for a service here and there or somebody else's preaching, encounter the Lord for yourself and feast of Him. Do whatever it takes to have it. If you have to get up before the kids, do it. If you can't eat lunch with the people at work, do it. If you have to put it in your ears while you work out, do it. If you have to read while you're on the bus, do it. If you have to excuse yourself from the dodgy program you're watching anyway, do it. And let him transform you. And once you've tasted, I've tasted life, nothing satisfies like you do. Once you've tasted, you can't get enough. And then, of course, the natural overflow. Have some. It's that easy. It begins in surrender. <laughs> Dying daily. Dying daily whew, to your own desire. Dying to self that wants to put you first. And just saying, Lord, have your way through me today. I get out of my way. I get out of the way. I take off selfish ambition. I put off tiredness. I put off distraction. And I thank you, Lord. I, I step into the Spirit by faith. And I speak to my soul and I tell it what to believe. I speak to my emotions and I tell them what to feel. This is a fight of faith. We are the just who live by faith. Die. It's the best way to live. And I just want to encourage you as I finish from 
verse 36, that we are reaping in this season. I want to tell you, we are reaping the fruit of those who have gone before us. We absolutely are. We're reaping the fruit of those who have gone before us, those who have prayed, those who have stood ground, even in this city, and have believed. And in the beautiful tapestry of God's amazing desire for this city, we rejoice that we get to reap where we haven't sown. (sighs) Come on, someone else planted and grew up that seed. And then I was myself one day and picked it. It's amazing. What a privilege to live in the land that someone else fought for. If we treat these days, if we see clearly these days as they are, we'll treat them accordingly. Like the sons of Issachar, if we recognize the times and the seasons and say, oh, this is that day. If we hear the prophetic words of Smith Wigglesworth, that the last great move of God would begin in Australia, New Zealand, and the islands of the sea and spread to the nations. And if we discern, we are living in that day. I ain't sitting down. But what if we were so possessed by the love of God because we've beholded Him, beholded Him, we beheld Him. And we put Him first before anything else. And it so transformed our operating system that we couldn't help but then be possessed by His will for mankind and eat that food. I want to eat the will of the Father. I want that to sustain me. Oh, I don't even know if I quite, if we quite understand it yet, if I even quite understand it. But I've been looking a lot this week, reading about the bread of life. And my food is to do the will of the one who sent me. And man not, must not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That Jesus Christ himself, he said, I am the bread of life. Ooh, there is something about eating of him that satisfies your real hunger. He said, those who eat and drink of me will never thirst or hunger again. And we know that. But then in our Christian walk, there is an appetite for the things of God that can only be met by Him. And the more you eat of it, the hungrier you'll get. And I'd encourage you, the more that you live by the Spirit and enter into His will for you, the more you will be sustained to continue in it. And you'll eat of that. Your spirit will eat of that. And then your spirit man grows, right? Your spirit man increases. And it's like your spirit man muscles grow. And so when you walk by what used to have a hook on you, it doesn't pull you anymore. Because your muscles, 
you flex that muscle to deny the flesh. If anybody wants to be my disciple, he must deny the flesh, deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. For whoever would fight, lose his life, hang on, for whoever would hold on to his own life will lose it, but he who loses himself for my sake will find it, his life. Whoa. There's some good food to eat there. Feasting, feasting on the bread of life. It's awesome. In verse 37, it says, we've entered into their labor, labor of those who have sown. And that's us simply just reaping where we haven't sown. Like I mentioned, what a gift. What a gift that has been given to us in this time. And like I said, if we see the days as they are, we'll treat them accordingly. We'll treat them accordingly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the Word says that the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and to seek and save those who are lost. I feel like we have an opportunity tonight to give our lives in service for our city. That's the place of intercession. Intercession would be one who, whoa, stands in the gap on behalf of another that would freely give their life so others could know him. So we don't even come to this place to be served. Even into this house, we don't live to be served by others outside of here. But like Jesus, we have an invitation to seek and save those who are lost and implore them on Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin for sin, sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I don't know if I've made any sense tonight, but what I do know is that the Lord just wants to lift off of us individually and as a house any kind of disappointment when we've shared our faith or any kind of awkwardness around it. I just feel like the Lord, He's just like right now, He's just releasing it off you, releasing it off you, releasing it off you, releasing it off you. And He's empowering you to be yourself and to leak His love, (laughs) to release His love wherever you go. And is it okay if we put on some lovely sounds? Thank you, my girl, Taru. And we're just going to take a moment to surrender. And as you're preparing your hearts to do that, I do want to make an opportunity for those who've never surrendered their life to Jesus. 
Perhaps you're one of the ones that were brought here tonight. Or maybe the Lord sent you. Maybe the Lord drew you here. I'd like to tell you that wasn't a coincidence. You didn't happen upon this place. Those watching online, this is, be, this is for you as well. And our family watching online, what we're going to do together here, please join us in that as well. But it's not by chance that you're here. The Holy Spirit brought you. And God is so aware of you. And He loves you with an everlasting love. And the Bible tells us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still in our place of despair and hopelessness and crookedness and wrong living, or just in habits and in lifestyles that aren't producing fruit or life in you, Jesus sent His Son, the Lord sent His Son, Jesus, to die for you so you could be washed clean, made new, experience a new life, be born again and reconciled to God and experience a new life and freedom in Jesus Christ, knowing no separation from Him again. And if you're done with living for yourself in that old life and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your heart and you'd like to tonight, would you just raise your hand? Raise your hand. We want to make opportunity for you. And for those of you watching online, if you want to give your life to Jesus tonight, you can type in the comments and our awesome team will see you and you can just write, I give my life to Jesus is there anyone here tonight? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Awesome. Well, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for us. And then I'm going to invite us to surrender. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for each one here. I thank you for each one online, Lord. And I thank you, Father. Lord, that you gave your son Jesus for us and we accept your gift of salvation tonight in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you, Father. Wow, that you are just releasing resurrection life to every heart, every soul, every spirit tonight in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for the power of your blood, for your power of your blood to save, seek and save those who are lost. In Jesus' name, we give you our lives. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Hmm. I like to party, <laughs> like a Holy Ghost party. But I feel like this is like a very like serious moment. Like a somber moment because I feel the zeal, like I feel oh, the zeal of the Lord for the people of our city. 
I feel like this desperation of the harvest. And if you know, like, it's not enough anymore for me to just eat for myself, but I have to eat of His will and to accomplish His work and lift up my eyes to see that the field is ripe for the harvest. If that's you, I just want to invite you to come and to surrender to the Lord. And I want you to to talk to the Holy Spirit and ask Him, ask Him for His heart. Ask Him for His divine desire for the lost. Ask Him to make you hungry, hungry for His will. And where you felt in the past hesitant or awkward, surrender those things to Jesus. Even if you're in your seat, we're all going to do this together. Because He wants to use each one of us. It's not about a personality, your personality. It's not about your gifting. Remember, Christianity is not about you. But it's about the ones He loves. And so, Jesus, I ask tonight that you would cause us to lift up our eyes and see. The mission is not reserved for the mission trip. It begins when you walk out your front door. Don't wait for a particular moment or a particular assignment. Just be yourself every day and change the world. Let the love of Christ explode out of you everywhere you go. And so, Lord, we let go. We let go. We let go of what we thought this has to look like. Lord, we let go of who we thought we had to be to participate. The Word tells a story about a group of men who were transformed by the Holy Spirit and discipled the earth and won souls to Jesus. So I thank You, Lord, tonight that You are releasing us in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the power of the Holy Spirit to win this city to Christ in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name, pray with me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And if you're on the altar, you just keep allowing the Lord to do a great work in you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, we respond as those gateways of glory. We respond, Lord, and we say, would you come through us, God? Would you come through us, God? Lord, forgive us, Lord, where we've boxed in. Where we've boxed you in. Lord, where we've hoarded the treasure for ourselves, but we freely give as we freely received. And I thank You, Lord, that He is just releasing You 
Ah. He's just releasing you to love others like you do. It doesn't have to look like the way I do it or the way Pastor Catherine does it or the way Josh does it. But I tell you, when I read this book, it is all about winning people to Jesus Christ. And this is the will of the Father for us, for this house. And I want to encourage you, as you step into it in boldness more and more, He's already given you the shoes of the gospel of peace. So you just get to wear them. You just put your shoes on in the morning, right? Like you put your shoes on in the natural. If you're that way inclined, if you like shoes. But you put on the shoes of the gospel of peace. But I want to encourage you, activate your faith because His promise to this house is that it's being coupled with the prophetic and with glory. So expect to see an expression, an expression of the prophetic and of glory as you love people and as you minister that on your shoes, they're gold shoes with wings. And the prophetic will enable you to minister to the deep places of your heart. That's why it's important that you're in the place of intimacy and His presence because that's where He teaches you and shows you how to hear from Him and move with Him so you can minister to others. We can help teach you too, but He loves to teach you as well. And then expect the gift of glory that has been deposited to this house to come through you. You don't need to be in a hurry or awkward, but just be yourself. So I thank you for this Holy Spirit. And I'll close in a moment. But would you reach out your hands like you're going to receive from the Lord? If you'd like to. And if you'd like to receive this word, I'm telling you, nations as our inheritance are waiting and are available. The city ripe for harvest, your neighborhood waiting and available. Oh, Jesus, we thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you for your fire. And Holy Spirit, we surrender tonight afresh. And we ask you to have your perfect will and your perfect way. And Jesus, would you just rid us of ourselves, Lord? Lord, we don't want to live for ourselves any longer. Lord, we desire to do your will. We desire for your perfect plan to be accomplished through us. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that you would mobilize this army 
mobilize this house. Lord, as laborers sent out into the harvest field, even to reap where we haven't sowed. But Lord, we're so grateful. And we thank you for it, God. Oh, it's so your time. Each one of you is your time. Is your time to be used of the Lord. This is the mission and the mandate that everything we do in our workplaces, in our families, in our neighborhoods, He wants to infuse the will of God for the harvest through you. It's not about the evangelist the one person. We're so grateful for the fivefold and those who train us and equip us, absolutely. But it's not up to them alone. It's not dependent on them. But that they're given to us to equip us to do that work. And so, Lord, we say yes. If you want to say, uh, you don't have to, but if you want to say yes to the Lord, just say yes. Yes, Lord, use us. Yes, Lord, take our lives. We surrender. Lord, I pray that you would make us ones passionate about seeing people want to Jesus. Lord, passionate about sharing the good news of the gospel. And I thank you, Lord, as we love you with all our hearts and soul, all our minds, mind and strength. Lord, I thank you that we won't be able to help loving the one around us and in front of us. And I ask for the love of Christ to compel us as we surrender further still. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. There's grace. There's like, I can see there are like bucket loads of grace. Because grace enables you. Remember, it's not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit. And the flesh profits nothing. And so you don't need to try harder to share the gospel tomorrow or this week, but be led by the Spirit of God. And when He opens an opportunity, open your mouth, love on people, be generous, stop for them, be inconvenienced because it's not about you anymore. You've laid your life down. And let Him love others through you as He has loved you. Amen. Amen. I love you so much.